I'm Nathan. And I'm Dave. And we are experts in a field that should not exist. Welcome to Rough in the Diamond. The show where we review the most out of place. And the most iconic episodes. Of the greatest TV series. Rough in the Diamond. Rough Rough in the Diamonds. And this, our 10th episode spectacular. Wow, 10 episodes already. Hard to believe. Double digits, big guy. Oh, mate, it feels like we've hit a real milestone here. Dave, today we're doing Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. Maybe one of the best TV shows. So not just in terms of anime, it's a very popular anime that inspired a lot of anime that came after it, but also it was very popular in the West. I mean, I remember watching episodes of it when I was a kid and morning TV. Yeah, I think culturally, like, men of all ages... Uh, still have a real affinity to this who saw it growing up they're, they're still making video games of it they're still making movies of it uh it, it has uh, a really deep classical cult following absolutely um it's, it's just got some real staying power and the franchise is still very much alive and well and you'd think that a tv show like this that's all about becoming more powerful being the greatest fighter what could they ever do that's really truly out of place and warrants it being on our show <laughs> Perhaps something as trivial as taking a driving test. Maybe as simple as interrupting training to save the entire world to learn to drive a car. He already has the power of the gods and can fly, but uh, in today's episode, our protagonist learns to drive. Today's episode is Dragon Ball Z Season 6, Episode 8, Goku's Ordeal. Run in the diamonds. The position of this episode in the series is that they know that this existential threat to humanity, to the planet Earth, is coming, and they have been training and training to get as strong as they possibly can so that they can fight these evil, mysterious enemies. Yes, they've been told about these existential threats. They are training, getting ready, just putting in the midnight oil, doing everything they have to. And I have to say from the very beginning, a really odd place for this episode to be in the guts of season six cliffhanger before we get into a brand new series. This show is is known for kind of wasting time with duplicating scenes of of fighting. I think the fight with Freezer was the longest one that's ever existed on TV because it went for such a ridiculously long time. For them to feel that we needed a filler episode is is really strange to me. Then again, in the world of anime, that's pretty common for them to just throw in fillers just to just to have more episodes Mm. so unfortunately it's a thing that plagues many good series so just an attitude of like content is content yeah basically well the episode starts off with goku's wife chi chi being chased by a wild pig nearly being hurt a little strange to me because I've, I've i've watched all this stuff through i've watched through the prequel dragon ball in dragon ball she was one of the world's greatest fighters I think she can handle a pig. Yeah, I mean, I remember reading, because I, I read Dragon Ball, this uh, manga series as well. And yeah, from my memory, she was like a little warrior. In that series, she had a helmet, like an, an axe, and she could fight quite well. But she's running yeah. from a, a large pig. So, I mean, in real life, yes, they're really dangerous creatures. But to these overpowered anime people, it shouldn't be a threat to them at all. Absolutely. And it gets eggs in its eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it from us. You heard it here first. Eggs, eggs are boars' weaknesses. 
a Fabergé egg, Dave. <laughs> A Fabergé egg, indeed. A Yoshi egg, perhaps. <laughs> Even though you speak Japanese and you live in Japan, you watch this in English. I actually did watch it in the original Japanese as well. Um, okay, how, a... how was that experience? So weird. The voices that they chose are so strange to me. It's nothing like I experience for the English one. Like, if I was going to be right now put into a Dragon Ball Z episode, I definitely kind of have to speak like this. I'd have to be really gruff and powerful. But, like, Goku is voiced by a woman. Right, And yeah. just really, like, the, the voices don't sound powerful. They're really curious and, to me, like, completely out of place. I don't know if that's, like, a source of humor um, for the Japanese audience, but... Yeah, didn't didn't ring true to me at all. Mm. Really much prefer the the American voice actors. Indeed, it does feel quite a lot like just watching an entirely different series. Yeah. Yeah, it almost felt yeah, like uh, it's it's amazing how like the choice of voice actors can position your attitude to them really quite differently. Um Yeah, yeah. When I watched the English one, like Goku, the, the guy that does his voice, he, he doesn't have like a deep masculine voice per se. He's he's quite lovable, but he really gets in there for the, the gritty, angry, screaming, powerful parts. And I don't think I could like perceive the female voice over this powerful man in the same way It because it seems like a jest, like a childish kind of jest. I mean, I, maybe that's what they were going for because... Dragon in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, Goku's always been the kind of innocent type. Even though he is powerful, of course, he's always been the innocent kind of friendly, wouldn't hurt a fly kind of person. So maybe that's what they're going for in the Japanese version, I guess. Yeah, just went a bridge too far with it, maybe. Yeah. Although they've been training, the guys are goofing off, catching a fish together, looking at the clouds, and uh, Piccolo, their green friend, who may or may not be a Yoshi. Are... Are you a Yoshi? Is upset about ha- having to eat fish again. This is the this is the power pack start we get to this episode. <laughs> Amazing. They're meant to be training for this huge threat, and Goku's, Goku's version of training is lying around, looking at clouds. And that cloud looks like Piccolo. Ew, scary. And making his son catch fish for food for dinner. Just in time for dinner. More fish. That's great. Fish. They're so annoying. So admittedly, even though Chi-Chi gets angry at him and and forces him to go learn how to drive a car, (laughs) and it seems like that's pulling him out of his way, maybe he would have just been skylarking anyway. Yeah. He's not really doing much else with this time. He really does dog his wife, though. She's been chased by a pig. She's upset because this weird green man piccolo just keeps hanging out and showing up for dinner doesn't that piccolo have anywhere else to go (gasps) and then goku pulls his stinky training clothes off and just throws them on the table goku is an awful example of a husband do not follow his lead don't be like goku as a warrior he's amazing as a husband he's the worst it's incredible isn't it because there are some real like life lessons that i've even kind of learned from watching this when i was growing up about tenacity and caring for your friends and putting the needs of the many ahead of your own (laughs) and then you see him behave like this so thoughtlessly He's, he's he's dumb and lovable um, we have to talk about Chi-Chi's attitude here, though. Okay. Because she yells at them to get a license. She hasn't got one herself. She's perfectly capable of getting a license herself. 
and says to them that they are the only men in town without licenses. I want both of you to put your training on hold for now and go to driving school tomorrow. I think it's about time the two of you learn something useful for a change. I mean, obviously he could, you know, fly and go and get the groceries, which is fine. But yeah, again, I don't see why if she is buying the groceries, why she can't get a license and a car. She's independent. She's capable. But maybe it's a status thing. Yeah, it it has to be a status thing. It really seemed odd to me, almost like she's disempowering herself. In the previous series, Dragon Ball, like we said, she was really strong and independent and capable. And then now she's, well, she's still, she doesn't seem as strong as she was before. You know, she's running from this boar that she probably could have killed easily. Instead of getting a license herself, she's getting her husband to get one. To be fair, is not a bad idea because he's slack and he doesn't do anything. But you don't need a driver's license when you can literally fly. That's true. Good good point. Good point. And she says to them, it's not like I'm asking you to save the world. I feel like they'd have less trouble with saving the world than doing such a trivial task as getting your license or even treating your wife with any level of respect. Of course, I'm still not sure how I got suckered into this in the first place. She's not even my wife. It's just not the first time that on this show we've pulled up out of place episodes that have really failed to hit the mark, trivializing and making bad stereotypical jokes about gender is a theme that keeps coming up. Yeah, especially so in uh, and the last episode we watched. Yeah, definitely true of the X-Files, uh, true of this. I mean, just don't do it. Just yeah. don't make crap jokes about the opposite sex. And you avoid all the problems that come with it and people not finding your terrible jokes not funny. Yeah, exactly. Just avoid it altogether. But they're terrified of Chi-Chi, maybe because they can't cook for themselves. I don't know. Piccolo used to live out in the wilderness, if you remember like from the, the first season um, when he trained Gohan to do exactly the same thing. So he's probably used to just scrounging around for whatever. Yeah, his, his son is probably more capable than he is. Honestly. And if you don't, you'll have to cook your own meals from now on. Understand? Yeah, but somehow they are sufficiently cowed and they decide that they will go and get their driving tests underway. Straight away. Just, I suppose they flew over there. (laughs) Yeah, why not? (laughs) And there was two staff waiting to just do their tests immediately. And off to the races we go. I'm already having to suspend my disbelief, the fact that they went to get their license and they were able to go straight away. <laughs> Normally I suspend my disbelief because they can shoot energy bolts out of their hands and that one's <laughs> that's an easier jump for me to make. <laughs> yeah, but this is just, this is ridiculous. <laughs> They're wearing people clothes, like P- Piccolo is wearing people clothes, even though he's, you know, green. He's not wearing his random turban sort of get up yeah. that he normally wears. I'm not a goddamn Yoshi! Colourful, rad, kind of 80s looking stuff. His hat says Goku with two U's, and his shirt says Post Boy. Post Boy. Okay. Post Boy. One word. Post Boy. And Goku is wearing the same shirt as Fred Flintstone. Is he? Oh, he is. He's got like the the orange with little black marks on it. <laughs> What's up this with car, that? I believe he's a. Uh, I, be- I believe he actually pushes this car with his feet too. <laughs> yeah, that's. I wonder if that's on purpose. 
Maybe, maybe. If so, huh. that's actually a really cool callback. Who knows? Yeah. Good pickup. Now, Goku's driving instructor is like an ancient guy who's so old he should have been retired decades ago. Yeah, he's probably and... in his 70s or 80s and just about falling over. And his back gives out. Piccolo's driving instructor is a crazy woman, which seems to be kind of the theme of this episode. No women seem to be sane. Yeah, I felt like that was a bit, yeah, that was a bit, uh, you know, kind of being, saying like that Goku's wife, Chi-Chi, is crazy. And then this woman driving instructor is crazy, apparently. She seems to be more capable, capable than the old guy. But even so. Her, uh, she is this MILF with a perm. And she speeds and she's completely bananas. And strangely enough, Piccolo is scared out of his mind being in the car with her. You'd think these amazing warriors wouldn't be afraid, but Piccolo's terrified. And we should note at this point that these cars also fly. They're right. Hover? Yeah. They're, they're... Hover cars, I guess. Are they Teslas, perhaps? I think it said Fonzarelli on the side. <laughs> oh, okay. Fonzarelli, the new um, Fonzie X. The Fonz X supercar. The flying car from <laughs> the makers of Happy Days. <laughs> New model, get yours today. We have kind of a couple of moments of Vegeta training in over 400 times Earth gravity. He's just kind of jumping around and doing rad flips despite the gravity. I, I suppose this is purely to juxtapose how hard he's actually working to become strong while these guys are just off being stupid. Yeah, I mean, while Goku was staring at the clouds, Vegeta was in this ridiculous gravity working out, working up a sweat. While you were learning to drive, I was studying the blade. And now that the androids have showed up, you have the audacity to come to me for help. Um, and Gohan is, is hanging out as well, studying out of a textbook, drawing pictures of Goku and Piccolo driving. Yeah, for and- some reason. Yeah, well, he's supposed to be studying. So this is kind of the progression for Gohan, right? The, the world is potentially going to come to an end. So he needs to be training for that. But he's not training, so he's studying. But he's not studying, so he's goofing off. Like, there's multiple levels of him not doing what he's supposed to be doing. I guess it runs in the family. Piccolo's really good at driving. He is, actually. He was um, doing much better than Goku. Piccolo seemed to actually figure it out when he was driving safely. Oh, oh, that is very impressive driving, Mr. Piccolo. And Goku just was either go or stop. His foot was all the way down or it wasn't down at all. He really sucks at driving. He really sucks at driving. Almost as much as he sucks at being a dad. <laughs> and a husband. <laughs> Or a cook. It's like there's one thing he can do, which is fight. And he can do that pretty well. But if he couldn't do that, he would have literally no redeeming qualities. I mean, other than being nice, I guess. But Thanks. Bye. I feel like that's kind of interesting, at least on the whole, that Goku is really good at his main thing, which is, you know, fighting and battling. But these most trivial tasks, he just can't seem to wrap his head around. Mm. So I guess he's not overpowered in every way, which is cool, I guess. But still, it's laughable at just how useless he is at these basic tasks. 
while they're driving around, you see some other people in cars. And this is the first time in the episode you see that not everyone in the Dragon Ball Z universe is a human being. Yeah, like you see these fox or cat people, I guess, um, which is kind of cool. So I guess they're living, living in a future where people are half random animal and half human. At the end of the episode, when there's the school bus, you actually see like pan, a panda kid and some other animals yeah, in there in as the, well. Yeah, in the bus. So my question for you, Dave, is uh-huh. Dragon Ball Z set in the same universe as BoJack Horseman? That's, that's a good point. It really is a good point. Maybe it's far, far forward in the future because BoJack Horseman is set in current, current, current times, day. current yeah. days. Dragon Ball Z is just Bojack Horseman universe, but a hundred years from now, when we have flying cars, I can get behind and that. Flying people, I can a hundred percent get behind that. Yeah, this I... is uh, this is official official law, official canon. It's true in every yeah. way. <laughs> if you say so. Either that, or the Japanese authors are all furries. Oh, that that's also possible. I know which theory I like better. <laughs> yeah, let's just roll with the Bojack Horseman one. I don't want to do this. You can't make me. Sounds good. The absurdism doesn't stop with Goku not being able to drive at all to the point where he, like, karate chops the steering wheel off and crashes into the lake. Yeah, because the old man instructor told him to cut the ignition, and Goku apparently thought that meant cut the steering wheel off. I know that was kind of a rough start, but how long before I get my license? Son, at this rate, it'll take you a hundred years. That's too long. I still have to get in shape for a big battle against two killer androids, and Chi-Chi's going to kill me. Don't forget to bring a towel. And, okay, now we've got his son, Gohan, flying on his dragon dinosaur thing, Icarus, because he's decided to give up on studying entirely to go off and watch his dad take his driving test. I know I'm being too picky, but he says here we have to find Piccolo and dad. And the question is why? Well, actually, he, he, it's a good point. He, I think he maybe Gohan at this point is just aware of just how completely useless his dad is. So he's <laughs> going to go there to try and keep an eye on him. Although Piccolo seems capable, but maybe I think Gohan is just so worried about his dad not being able to drive a car. That it just gets the better of him, and he has to go. It's it's probably one of the rare chances they get for them to show that Gohan is really infatuated with his dad, and it's it's prior to him being pushed way too hard against Cell and really truly being mistreated as a weapon by Goku. So it gives us room for that that entire shift to happen, sort of into the next season Mm. or so. But my other thought is. They have a dragon that flies, that's their pet. Why couldn't Chi-Chi just fly the dragon into town to do the groceries? Yeah, why couldn't she do that? And if she's so worried about a giant boar, I'm pretty sure a dragon beats a giant boar. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't care where you're from, but I'm pretty sure a dragon beats a giant boar. This is about keeping up with the Joneses. This is 100% a prestige question. Keep, keeping up with the Gokus. Does he have a last name? Isn't his first name Son? Son Goku? Is Goku his last oh, yeah, name? Oh, yeah, that's right. Son Goku, yeah. The Japanese way of naming the first and surname is kind of switched. So, Gohan's last name would be Son. Son Gohan, right? His wife is Son Chi Chi. That makes sense. 
You and I used to train in a similar fighting style to this, the, the turtle style. Absolutely, I remember those days with uh, much fondness. I mean, we, we, were, we were pretty even match, you and I. We, we were quite a lot like Goku and Vegeta. When we, when we yeah. had that tournament, um, you know, and they couldn't declare a winner, and we both got the, the gold medal at the end. Yeah, that was... Uh, really just shows... Just, ha just the rivalry that we have and just the sheer combat ability. I was tempted to use the crane kick, um, but that's an illegal move, and only a terrible, terrible person would would do that. Yeah, because when I saw you um, making that approach, I thought, oh, surely he's not going to do that, but I'm glad you didn't. So Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is on PS4 and Xbox One, has a whole thing where Goku and Piccolo get in cars and have races. Wow, okay, so I guess they based a whole part of the game just on this one bad episode. Yeah, exactly right. Trying to redeem it, I suppose. Just like the episode, there doesn't appear to be any speed limit or anything that they're following. Yeah, they're just sort of flying around in their cars, doing who knows what. They are absolutely psycho, and the MILF teacher loves Piccolo to death. There's a bit where Goku's driving around, and then Piccolo wants to overtake him. So he drives up onto the side of like this hill, like this grassy knoll or something on the hill. Clearly not where you should be driving. He does this to cut in front of Goku. And then she's all like, oh, impressive driving, Mr. Piccolo. You shouldn't be praising that kind of driving, woman. What are you doing? It seems almost irrelevant to have bitumen roads when your cars hover. They're not slowed yeah, right? down by going on the grass or anything. I didn't understand why they got a second attempt. They, they exploded their car and then they, what, just jumped into new cars and just drove off to continue the test in, in a thunderstorm? I mean, I guess this driving school has a really good insurance policy. 
I think the fact that this was done on the same day probably like gives some more credence as to why the school bus was just cruising around with kids in it during the middle of the lightning storm. Like the storm must have come up really, really fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was already raining when they were driving through the mountains, but the storm just came out of nowhere. I think that lightning tends to hit the top of things rather than the sides of mountains, and I'm not sure that lightning hitting a rock would cause a mudslide, but it happened. It happened because this is an anime. It's this weird thing. If I was looking at this episode in isolation, I would say that them like flying out of their cars, shooting energy beams out of their hands to blow up rocks would be like really cool and impressive. Yeah. But in the context of the rest of the show, which is not what our episode is about, but in the context of the rest of the show, where these guys can literally like shoot energy out of their hands that is powerful enough to destroy the planet Earth and then a lot more... <laughs> it seems lackluster. And, and not only that, but shortly after, the lightning that breaks the mountain and causes a rock slide, a mudslide, then causes the school bus to basically fall down to this ravine. So Goku jumps out of his car heroically to fly down and stop the bus from falling. But despite being this superhuman being, you can see him struggling to hold He's up struggling the bus. to hold it. The small bus with, like, maybe 15 kids in it. Then Piccolo comes down to help him, and even with both of them, they're still struggling, despite being these amazingly strong beings. It's the contradiction of the importance of being consistent in your storytelling and then trying to give a real crescendo to the episode because it is this bottle episode. They're just trying to show us that there are stakes here, but not very believable, really. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, without it, it would have been a nothing episode. Definitely not a first. At least they failed the driver's <laughs> test. Does that mean I might still get my driver's license? Not a chance. You're a danger to everyone else on the road. What about me? Uh, nope. Yeah, it certainly is good because they're completely useless at driving and would have people killed if they drove. And then they fly away because it's time to fight the androids. Ready or not, Goku and the others have a date with destiny. In the Japanese version, they're actually not referred to as the Z-Warriors. They're referred to as the Super Warriors. Okay. I think I like Z-Warriors a lot better. It does sound kind of cool, doesn't it? It has that ring to it. Not sure sure where they got the the Z-Warriors or just the whole Z thing from. It does have a nice ring to it. The Japanese and the English... Intro music are so different. The Japanese... Oh, the American version is just trying to be hardcore with guitar shredding rock music. Like, it's great. I I feel like the Japanese one is fun, but I I didn't feel like it uh, encapsulated my vibe of of Dragon Ball Z. I don't know if it makes sense in Japanese, but it's literally the main bit is translated as Cha-La... Head Chala, and that's the English translation. Chala, yeah. Head Chala. I thought you genuinely might have known it. I thought you might have known the words. Yeah, yeah. This episode is called Goku's Ordeal, but Goku doesn't go through an ordeal. But also it's the ordeal of him just trying to complete a simple task like driving a car, which again seems trivial compared to saving the world from evil villains. But there you go. So, like, the challenge of fighting enemies so strong that they, like, he literally dies at least once 
over the course of the show is trivial compared to a, a, a mundane task like getting a driver's license? Apparently for Goku, yes. Or the fact that if he fails, he may have to, worst comes to worst, he may have to cook his own food. God forbid. Fair point. Sounds good to me. Isn't Bulma like his best friend and she's like super rich? Yeah, why right. And I think she's married to Vegeta. Why don't they just all move into their complex? That would make sense. Yeah, Goku could do his training in Vegeta's power room, gravity room, which is which seems to be much more effective than just lounging around and looking at clouds. And that cloud looks like Piccolo. You scary. <laughs> That's actually true. If they all trained together, they'd be way stronger. <laughs> yeah, because they're just they're not actually sparring. They're just working out their bodies, which of course is good, but. They should also be sparring, right, for the technique and not just the strength and the fitness. Dave, I'm a little bit reluctant, but we have to get literary. We gotta get literary. Dave, let's get literary. Yeah! yeah, yeah. Let's get literary. Yeah! Let's, let's get now, the reason I'm reluctant is often when you're analyzing media, you're looking to pull that media apart. You find the tropes, the shadows, the types. You might talk about the mesods and you talk about these really interesting, compelling pieces that tie everything together. And it can be this really exciting, enlightening experience to kind of unravel that. And there was a really, really strong theme that stood out through the course of this episode. And I can break it down, and I will. It just doesn't really mean very much. I'm not talking about the gender issues that we've already talked about. But did you notice this, that there is a theme of water in this episode? Yeah, actually. That, that, that actually that's a good point. I didn't really notice that, but now that you said it, yeah, so... Chi-Chi's running from the boar at the start. It falls down into this ravine, into a river. Spot on. And then Gohan gets a giant fish for dinner. While he's swimming in the lake, yep. Yep, while he's swimming in the lake. Then they go to dinner with Chi-Chi, and they're about to have a a bath together, the three guys. Yep, yep. And then Vegeta is training, and he's covered in sweat. And then Goku while driving, crashes his car into a lake. Absolutely. And then at the end, it's followed by a very rainy night and a thunderstorm. Yes, and arguably as well, Gohan gets given a drink while he's studying. Oh boy, my favorite. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. Yay. What I can see pulling this theme together is that the Z-Warriors are strong in the water. So that might be the fact that Gohan actually defeats a fish by swimming in the lake and catching it with his bare hands. It might be that while it's raining and storming, that's when the guys show their true strength and save the bus. They want to go have uh, a bath after they've been training. You know, Vegeta's covered in sweat. There's like a parallel between the strength of the Z-Warriors and the water. While at the same time, anyone who's not the Z-Warriors who is in touch with water is having a terrible time. The boar... You assume it drowns at the bottom of the lake when it falls down there. You know, the old man gets crashed into the, the lake as well. The kids in the school bus nearly get killed by a mudslide. So we see this parallel between the strength of the Z-Warriors and and water itself. The question is, like, why? Um, <laughs> it's already so incredibly clear that they're so super powerful. 
that the the theme just reinforces something that's incredibly obvious. But the theme's there. Really, really good pickup there. Just the water, thank, the water thank theme. Thank you. Water, great job. I'm I'm flush with good ideas. Really, uh, dove deep into this one, didn't we? You're a bit Damn. of a drip. <laughs> Oh, I, I feel like we did this in BoJack Horseman. And we definitely was, did this in BoJack Horseman. Funny then. <laughs> it's not funny now. We should stop. Um, there's the obvious parallel between this episode and BoJack Horseman because they're set in the same universe. Yeah, absolutely. It's a way of being smug and superior. They're ignorant. Stupid. And narcissistic. He's pushed it too far this time, man. They learnt nothing. Self-righteous life forms who are eager to prosecute, to judge anything they don't understand. I don't understand. What? What did you say? What the? Sorry? What? Was it something I said? Alright, Dave, we're at the point of the episode where we give our thoughts of what this show is actually about based on this one episode alone. So tell me, what is Dragon Ball Z about? Dragon Ball Z is the story of a deadbeat dad who can't cook or drive, whose definition of training is to lie around and watch the clouds. He's married to an amazing woman who is on the verge of leaving him because of Goku's utter nonchalance at working on their marriage and is too stupid to realise it. She eventually leaves him and his son stops trusting him (laughs) after his birthday was forgotten yet again. That was awesome. <laughs> so Dragon Ball Sorry, Z. I feel like I went a bit dark there, but <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is about the the divorce <laughs> of two people due to the man's um, neglect of his wife yep, and the yep, absolute destruction of their family as a result. <laughs> Bang! Right in the childhood. Nathan, what are your thoughts? What would you say this series is about based on this one episode? Dragon Ball Z is a kid's show about a dysfunctional family. The dad, the son, and their green Yoshi friend are really strong and dumb. They spend their days trying to fit into a world full of furries and psychos. Also, a lot of women have the hots for Piccolo. Can I say, it's not easy being green. Maybe it is easy being green. Who knows? Maybe he doesn't like the attention. I like that, though. It was good. It really was good that we got to watch this episode together in Japan, though. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. And I don't think we'd even recorded an episode when we watched this together. It was really just us deciding that we we wanted to do a podcast and maybe we should run through some of these episodes. Uh, yeah, and it might actually wow. be worth doing at all. That's right, because we were just in the early stages, weren't we? Yeah, that's right. I think we watched, like, Bojack Horseman that night. South Park episode and... Oh, yeah. Breaking Bad. So this was the last episode that we've actually watched together. Like, from here on, we're going to be worlds apart, mate. Yeah. I'm sad. If you had a move, what would it be? If you had, like, your own power move? Oh... It's a good question, isn't it? Wow, okay, okay. Krillin has, like, his Destructo disc. Glowing Frisbee. Tien has that triangle one he makes with his hand. Yeah, um... Uh, he uses Solar Beam. Or... That's a Pokemon move. Solar Flare! Yeah, if you could control your chi like that, what would your attack be? Actually, I think mine would be the Garrett gun. (laughs) 
Not to be confused with yes. with Vegeta's Gallic gun or whatever he calls it. Definitely different. Completely different. Not the same thing at all. Garrett gun. Gonna go with that. I don't know what mine would be. I, I'm thinking like I I thought of it as I asked you the question. I'm trying to think what mine mine would be because there's all different ones. There's like ones that are like really big and cute and like different shapes, and then there's like. They make it really tiny, and it's like this little this little marble could destroy the entire planet. You know what they never do is like turn their energy into like a sword. Yeah, like, right. But they, I mean, they just if you can hold onto a destructo blast. disc, if you could hold onto it, which Krillin does before he throws it, why not like hold onto it and use it as an actual weapon itself? Yeah, or like a shield that he can just block other energies with. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's mine. Mine is like. Rather than like shooting energy, you you hold onto the energy like a sword and a shield, like a lightsaber. That's oh, mine. That'll be totally awesome. That's sick. Yeah. Or you could go like the the power boomerang. <laughs> the power boomerang. It's like the destructo disc, but you use way less energy. Yeah. It's like power efficient. <laughs> Tesla approved. For the next episode, we will be once again returning to the 80s and looking at the very first episode of The Simpsons, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. Yes. I'm really looking forward to doing this episode. Who doesn't love The Simpsons? It's just an absolute classic. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. And, I mean, Christmas episodes are always a bit hit and miss. I think it'll be really exciting to see what The Simpsons did, and particularly for the first actual episode ever. Yeah, exactly, um, especially given that it's such a long-running show. But to have a Christmas episode for your very first episode, that's going to be really interesting. And it will be really interesting to see uh, how the show actually changed from that, that very first incarnation. Absolutely, and that's why I'm really looking forward to doing this episode. I'm Nathan, and you can contact me on Twitter at GoodJibesOnly. And I'm David, and you can contact me at Memes on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, our music is by Headshot to the Heart and Scott Buckley. Yeah, yours, you, you like make power with your hands and it shoots beams of pure ligma down onto the earth. <laughs> the ligma thread is never gone. It's never over. That's my power. My power is ligma storm. <laughs> <laughs> well, my power is the, uh, the ligma ball. <laughs> ligma ball. Giant, giant ball of ligma. <laughs> ligma ball. <laughs> He's using his greatest power. Ligma balls. Oh no, he must be truly desperate to be resorting to that. <laughs> My power of gulpin is no match for the ligma. <laughs> ligma sword. <laughs> ligma ray. <laughs> Everyone has ligma based attacks. <laughs> oh no, Vegeta. His, his ligma level, it's over 9,000. I'm applauding you for that. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Should not, you should definitely not throw this bit in at the end as bloopers.